Welcome to the Nurturing Wellness Group Foundation podcast. The Nurturing Wellness Group is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Michigan. Our primary focus is to help students and young adults overcome barriers that prevent or delay their success in school and in life by providing them with access to a holistic support system. Please reach out to us at the Nurturing Wellness Group Foundation.org. This is the Nurturing Wellness Group Foundation podcast. This is Terry Brinston, the CEO. Carla Saunders, Program Director. Hey, we are so excited again to come to you with our number three. Yes. Oh, wow. We are on a roll. We're going to be talking to you guys today on something that's really, really close to my heart. The title of today's podcast is Hiding Behind a Mask. Woo, that's loaded. Yes. <laughs> I've got quite a few of those masks myself. <laughs> I retired mine. I used to have them daily that I would just put them on for certain uh, situations. But we're going to talk a little bit more specific about, about children, um, young people in, well, not just children, but young people, high school students and young adults who really struggle with this situation with putting these masks on. So we'll kind of get and dive into what we mean by wearing a mask. So, you know, Terry, I deal with a lot of young people in my day-to-day journeys. And the one thing that really stood out to me, which is why I'm so glad that we offer um, through the Nurturing Wellness Group Foundation, the What Now platform. When a young person gives you the impression, you watch them almost every week, they're laughing, they're joking. It seemed like they're just the life of the party. And then they have that one day where they just have this blankness about themselves. And then when you address them and you just simply ask the question, is everything okay? And they're like, yep, I'm wonderful, I'm good, everything is fine. And then you like, okay. And then you go back with the second question. You know, is there something you'd like to share? You want me to listen to you? What's going on? And then when they finally break down and tell you what's really going on, I had this one young lady and she said, it is so hard. It hurts me that I can't really be or say what I want because I don't want to put down or make my father feel a certain way or my mom feel a certain way. When in actuality, I have to act like everything is okay, but inside, I'm just torn up. I'm a mess. And so with that, you ask the question, okay, so what is it that we can do in order to help this young person? You know, of course, we always ask the question, you know, would you like for us to meet with your parent or what have you? But we give them that option. If they say no, okay, fine. Then you leave the door open for them to address you, you know, whenever they want to in order to I don't know, try to help alleviate the problem or to bring that issue that they're having or that challenge they're having um, outside, right. you know, right. for individuals to know that, hey, this child could be, without her sharing, she could have been on a suicidal mission, yeah. always trying to be this perfect individual when inside she can't even express how she feels. And you know what? I'm not 
Sure. How do you feel about that? You know, your thoughts? You know that that is really uh, a, a major issue. While you were talking about this young person, what came to mind is thank God she felt comfortable to say something to you. Right. You know that is that's part of the that's that's actually you know a big part of her healing from it to feel like you know what I have somebody that I can actually say you know what, I'm not doing too good, yes. you know, so thank, thank God that she felt that she was comfortable enough to open up to you. But unfortunately, we have so many young people that don't feel comfortable to open up and they don't have access to any resources or support where they can say, you know what, I'm just not feeling it right now. And, you know, with that, it really, um, it really connects to the fact that suicide is the second leading cause of teenagers because they cannot, they don't have an outlook. So they'll wear these masks, okay? They'll act like everything is perfect because that's what everybody expects from me. But then it becomes so overpowering that they cannot hold it in any longer. And so suicide, of course, is one option, but before suicide, they'll start doing other things like cutting or they'll start drinking. Um, they become very sexually active. Um, they, they holler out in so many other ways, but then ultimately suicide is, one, is an option for them. You know, it, it just blows my mind. Um, you know, I just can't even imagine me being a young person when I was growing up thinking about ending my life. You know, it's just had so many things to live for. But to get to be that desperate. Yeah. And, and, it, and, and yeah, it's, it's really sad. But when they wear those masks, they're not opening their self up to even get the help. You know, now, what do you think about? social media and all of these like the snapchats and um, all these perfect lives being displayed in social media you know i've noticed um individuals where when you interact with them mm -hmm. um they become camera ready it's like when the moment when the photo op moment comes right. it's like they're all off into their own world and all of a sudden when it's time to take a picture and then they're at an event or whatever and they're just uh they get that photo app smile you know right. and it's like that kid Okay, after the picture is taken, they go right back mm. to that, you know, that blank look that mm. I'm really not here, but I know how to smile when it's time to take a picture. Mm. And then that lets me know that, hey, there is something underlying there. Mm. And, you know, how can we break through to them to let them know, hey, you do need an individual or a group of individuals who, of like-mindedness mm -hmm. uh, who can come together where you can be open and free. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, Terry, I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes a parent will be like, I don't want you to be open and mm, honest yeah. because they're so worried about their family foundation compared yeah. to the health and the mental well-being of their um, of their young ones. So yeah, it goes back to keep our stuff in our house. Yeah, yeah. And that is it. Yeah. And that is it. Yeah. But sometimes, you, you know, you can't get the help. You can't get the help you need. But there are warning signs. You know, there's warning signs uh, that we see. Uh, we may not see it, you know, in the way that they are on social media. Uh, we may not see it the way that they interact with people. But we do see it in some aspects. And sometimes parents will see it or, you know, people who are youth ministers mm -hmm. or 
people who are their friends. But the thing is, what are you looking for? What do, what do you think? What are some what are some things that you know we should be looking for to to really get present to this child is wearing a mask, but inside they are just dying, like you were saying with this young lady. What do, what do you think to prevent these other things from happening, like cutting and alcohol abuse and just just uh, behaviors that that are just uh, unhealthy for them? Right. Well, I know that one of the major things is that um, when you do your research and when you talk to your clinical therapist and so forth, they always say the aloneness. They always want to be alone. It's like when they come home from school, they're in the room and they're just in there long enough for you to say dinner's ready. They'll come down, eat, and they want to go right back in there. They really don't want to be around other individuals. Right. And that's dealing with uh, the challenges that they're dealing with. Right, right. Definitely. And I think another thing you'll see is they will really um, neglect their personal hygiene. Um, you know, not washing their hair, not, you know, putting their lotion on, wearing deodorant, you know, not doing those things that make them feel better. Okay. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So denying their personal hygiene in addition to their nutritional, Mm -hmm. you know, well-being. So they, they'll stop eating or uh, don't eat as much and they won't drink water. And they're just really disconnected. Like you were saying, that was a good point. They'll stay away in their room, but they also disconnect um, their personal hygiene and how they look. And they it's almost like, I, I like to use this example, as they start hiding behind their self. Mm-hmm. And, you know, their their posture even gives a an appearance of, I don't want to be seen. Right. So they start to slump over or maybe have their head down. Don't give direct eye contact. Those types of things you'll kind of see that are that are very common. That I I know that I see in the school system that I look at and that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anything else can you think of? You know what? And one of the things too, which sometimes we just take it as, oh, this child is like really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things they mentioned also was that uh, a child will. Um, be kind of when, when they have a constant need for approval mm. or assurance, mm. you know, like mom, am I doing this right? Like, is this okay? Did you like that? And when they're constantly doing like that also, you know, it should be something to go off those little warning signals like beep, right. beep, beep, beep. Right. Okay. Why are you so concerned about me saying, you know, patting you on the back? It's okay. It's okay. Right. You know, but for needing that constant approval or reassurance is another sign also. Because um, we always think it's just being quiet or hiding right. um, in your room. But mm-hmm. if someone is constantly, even when they're in school, you know, as a teacher per se myself, yeah. um, when you've got that one child who is always like, oh, you want me to pass out the pencils? Oh, do you want to get that? Oh, I'll help you do this. Mm-hmm. I'll do this for you. And it's like, no, relax. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do this. I got you. Let me take care of you. Mm-hmm. So some things we have to really be mindful. But then again, we need to know what symptoms or mm-hmm. actions that they do that we should be paying attention to. You know, that's really profound you say that because I remember when I was truly struggling with who I was, I used to uh, really throw myself in serving. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel comfortable sitting with people and conversating with people. I felt better. I felt like if I could serve, then I wouldn't have to explain oh. how I'm feeling. You know, if, if people see me serving, they'll say, okay, she's a nice person and she's a server or whatever. They won't say, 
you know, they won't start to get um, curious about who I am if I'm sitting down with them. Because I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk because something might come out right. <laughs> that make me make you see what's really going on right. in my heart. And I remember that. Mm-hmm. I was so busy serving and it was a, it was a, it was an act. Although I enjoy it, I'm a server, but my motive for doing it was not always genuine. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's Isn't that true. crazy? But it, I mean, that's just where I was. And um, I think sometimes you are absolutely right that just that child that wants that approval or, the, or to be recognized. But you know, we also need to consider, you know, when when you look at your child or a friend or whatever and they are different you start to see a difference right and it can be either in a positive or a negative way okay mm-hmm. that you may perceive it don't be don't ignore those things you know when they go to one extreme or the other mm-hmm. don't ignore those things start mm-hmm. to ask the questions and you know sometimes all you have to do is say like you said with a young lady is there anything you want to talk about it, it was that it was that easy huh it was it was and with that with our next interaction was when she really started sharing mm-hmm. about the things that were going on within her family that were affecting her wow so wow. i mean sometimes as a parent sometimes we just need to stop and pay attention. Yeah. You know, just listen. When they do that first thing, they kind of make you feel a little like, okay, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Just pay attention to their movements from that point on. Mm-hmm. And then what you need to know will eventually come to light. You know, I like how you said that we just need to be still and pay attention. Um, don't bombard young people. Young people don't want you in their business. <laughs> I mean, I don't want nobody in my business either, <laughs> to be quite honest. Right. But they really don't. They have to trust you. Right. You can't force trust. Mm-mm. You know, you have to just sit back and just be there and let them know. It's like it's really difficult, hard to do this. But but when you really just do it, just be caring. Don't all up in their face and ask them business, asking their business. That's that that's not that's beyond the scope. If you truly want to help a child, let them know I'm here. Right. When they're ready to talk to you, they will talk to you. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this is this is something that we're seeing. Young people are wearing these masks of being super, super happy, either around you or through social media, mm-hmm. but inside they are not doing well. You know, how do you help them? How do you help them? Anything else on this subject, Carla? Um, well, for myself, you know, we can go on and on and on, you know, but, um, you know, I just want to, uh, state that there still needs always to be a platform because Mm. once they do share with you, they need to be a part of something that constantly reinforces it. And what we do at what now is that once we place our hands on them, Mm. we do our best not to remove it, that it's always there. And that's through the various services that we provide. Right. Because they're starting off as a little junior high, high school students. We want to still help them with that transition right. into young adulthood and with their college and career also. Yeah. So once you have that conversation for, with that young person and they really confide in you, mm-hmm. 
you that one conversation cannot be it's not like okay i fixed you (laughs) (laughs) you have you are a part of that child's you know you're a part of their family you know i know through uh what we do through uh the nurturing wellness group foundation when we have our our classes i often follow up with a text message or a phone call hey how are you doing and uh you know or they get they contact me and we just stay in their lives but one of the things i love about what we do is when young people go through our program we get very very connected Mm -hmm. to what's going on with them and if they need additional support we connect them with those resources reputable resources because everything out there that's shining gold is uh, shining is not gold right and so Mm -hmm. Once the young person gets connected with our program, we evaluate the additional things that they may need. So, for example, if they are, they could be dealing with hiding behind the mask of a speech disorder or a mental disorder or a physical disorder, okay? Or they can be dealing with just just a variety of things. But they, they, they're just suffering in silence and don't know where to go for help. You know, uh, I had a, a, a young person who had a learning disability. They learned different. They were not identified as a special ed student, but they were struggling. And it was because they were dyslexic. And so we were able to connect through going through our program, learning that they learn different, identifying that they learn different, getting them the help in that area to support them in that area, and getting them help. And then now they can become the person who they need to become. They can let go of the mask because I can get I can get the help right. that I need. So I just love what we're doing through what now and the Nurturing Wellness Group Foundation. It's just such a such a gift um, that we have been given to be able to share with others. Yeah. Yes, I totally agree. Yes. So we are so happy that you have joined us on the Nurturing Wellness Group Foundation podcast. And we look forward to seeing you in our next podcast. Thank you so much for your time and be well. Take care now. Thank you so much for joining us on the Nurturing Wellness Group Foundation podcast. I hope you have a better understanding of what we do and how we can serve you. Please look us up at nurturingwellnessgroupfoundation.org and we look forward to serving you.